0: Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Neutral Game, your newbie-friendly fighting game podcast. I'm Six Detmar of Scanline Media.
1: And I'm Kyrie Page of Scanline Media.
0: And we are... We are, uh... Oh, go, no, please. We are so back. Yeah, we're refiring the feed. Um, obviously, anyone who knows your your Neutral Game history, uh, there have been a couple of episodes with with Kyrie and I, but for the most part, this has been a podcast that is me and Mia Drog, uh... You know, talking, like, focusing on a single fighting game and talking about it. Sometimes specific topics. We've had a couple of guests. Mm -hmm. It's been very good fun. Um, And then we both got very busy and also are in completely different time zones. Like Europe versus West Coast of the United States. And it's just, like, plus, you know, MuleDrawX making a video game. Yes. Which takes a lot of time. And then also streaming, which takes a lot of time. And I'm doing a million other podcasts, which take a lot of time
1: and it turns out i am also doing a bunch of podcasts and but it is way easier to sync up west coast and east coast
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also i think honestly if you took all of our responsibilities like if you take our jobs and our podcasting and like work on the site it still wouldn't be as much as just Mia drug's day job let alone the streaming that, that they also do on top yeah, of yeah Mio is absolutely a trooper <laughs> A hustler, as long as and a, hu- a hustler, as in as in as in like you know hard work, or not as in scamming people. No. To be clear, but yes, yes, a hustler, as long as I've known them, mm-hmm. yeah, just just out there doing it. Um, but we couldn't let this this feed lie any longer because we just it, we have a a private Discord, and a lot of what happens there is just fighting games. Right? Turns That's out most of what we get up to. Um, yeah, if it's like oh we need
1: we just want to hang out, it's like well time to boot up. You know just boot up a fighting game that we both have and it turns out we both have a lot of the same fighting
0: games (laughs) Mm Hmm. mm Hmm. yeah um and so we wanted a a, an avenue by which to talk about them uh and we hit up mia drog and as as is my way i'm like hey just you know checking you know no is totally fine how would you feel he's like of course that's fine what are you talking about of course go for it um so we're back and we're here to talk about fighting games again, expect more episodes, where we're starting with the hot topic. That's right, the place you buy good shirts. That is
1: okay, you say that. I bought a Street <laughs> Fighter shirt from Hot Topic once.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. I didn't buy a Street Fighter shirt, but I did buy uh, Kakashi from Naruto. Hell yeah. But like behind him was the text from The Matrix.
1: Oh hell yeah. That is like of a time that you look upon that shirt it's like ah oh, yes you can dissect it like a great oak tree be <laughs> I mean, like i know exactly the time and place in which every element was here
0: Kakashi not yet a crossover character in Street Fighter 6 It's your Street Fighter they made one just it's for my you Street Fighter Yeah This is my war mm-hmm. Street Fighter 6 64 64 Nope. Uh, apologies for the quick reference. This is an in-joke in our friend group. I think even <laughs> people that play a lot of Street Fighter 4 probably won't be this bad-brained about it. There's a really stupid song. So Ultra Street Fighter 4 mm-hmm. added a stage that is a skating half pipe. Yeah. And the song is a dynamically changing song called This Is Our War Street Fighter 4. Um and it's just it, bad. It's
1: just that bar over and over again. <laughs>
0: Well, the thing is, it is dynamic. As like as health gets lower, the lyrics do change a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was one. Of, it was one of the like when Ultra Four came out, they wanted to like use some of the work they had already done on Cross Tekken and ported mm-hmm. it over. Um,
0: because boy, Street Fighter is a series with some weird history, isn't it? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, so we could. We're not going to read a Wikipedia article to you. We're going to talk about what's relevant to us, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, that starts with Street Fighter 2. Um, And playing Street Fighter 2 on a SNES. And being like, this is dumb. I don't get it.
1: I think I had maybe played that version as well. Like, either at someone's house or something. But it was like... It, it, it would take a while for fighting games to hook me. Um, I was not hooked by 2. Now I have an appreciation for 2, but... Uh,
0: can I can I be honest? Is this a safe space? This is
1: always a safe space, 6-step mark.
0: So, I, I got in with, with later games. I now am probably... If you don't know people who are, like, playing competitively, I'm probably one of the most fighting game enthusiast people you know, for anyone out there. Mm-hmm. Um I still think 2 is kind of stupid and bad. <laughs> it's very important. It's very influential. I don't think it's fun.
1: There is some fun to be had, but mostly in the way of, like, the low level in which I play it at. Like, I, I tried watching a little bit of, like, high-level Super Turbo at one point, and, like, man, mm. that game is uh sometimes just dog-doodoo-ass, but in, like, a really... Like, sometimes in a fun way. Like, I don't know. I, I, I have an okay memory of, like, Street Fighter 2, mostly from occasionally going to a... Because of how simple it is, I would... Whenever I would go to MAGFest, every now and again, I would see a super turbo cabinet. I remember getting into the this, like, protracted like back and forth bout with this Balrog player. And I just switched to Dalsim at one point. And it was like, Oh, I'm getting mm-hmm. way more success. I barely know how to play Dalsim. I've never played Dalsim in any other game, but it was like, Oh, str- long, stretchy limb punch.
0: Oh, fierce punch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh fierce Ooh. punch.
1: Yeah. So, okay. With no fireball. Whoa. Huh.
0: <laughs> go ahead. For both of us, Two was like two was a thing we we touched, but it wasn't it wasn't what convinced us, right? So what was what got you in?
1: It was a combination of one, I really got into Alpha 3, mostly mm. by way of like a friend of mine knew. I was kind of interested in fighting games because I had played like I started getting interested in the genre by way of like guilty gear. And, um, we had, we, me and this friend, we had PSPs and he was like, well, I'm not having a lot of fun with the Street Fighter Alpha 3 Max, like, game, so he just gave it to me for free.
0: Can I call a shot? Sure. Did you try to be an Ingrid main and then had to be like, she's really cool, but this doesn't work for me?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I I mostly messed with like Ken because it was like, oh okay. Now it's like okay, now I kinda understand how the street fight goes. Um I would jump around the roster um a little bit. Uh again, I have a lot of like happy memories like associated with that game. Like I remember getting at another convention at Anime USA one year, we found the me and this one guy found a PS2 running the that version of Alpha Three, and again, just going into like a first to five of Ryu versus Aked and we were super evenly matched. It was a lot of fun. Um, nice, but I mean, I but I was still very much like a casual. You know, I was just sort of mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, it's fun to like do these specials, do these supers, um, and I really didn't super get it yet. And 4 was the one that made it click? 4 was absolutely the one that made it click. Um, So, for me, like, I played Street Fighter 4 in college. Again, still at this casual level. But then a couple years later, I would move to Japan. And I probably was in the ideal environment to really get invested in a fighting game. When there was an arcade about... 15 minutes like a 15 minute bike ride away from where I was living that I would just go that was open 24-7 and there was almost always people there at the Ultra 4 machine um, mm. and I, I tell you like actually going to a group of people who are playing this game regularly in Japan like you will just get better or you have to if you want to like stay afloat um, if you want to play, if you want to fucking play, I got to tell you, I lost about like, so you get these, like, uh, you get these, um, RFID cards at Japanese arcades that actually keep Oh track. yeah. I
0: was always envious. Those seemed really cool. They're really
1: cool. I unfortunately lost mine. <laughs> like, oh. yeah, I wish I still had it. I feel bad. But like what I did was you would, you go at it and you would scan it in the machine and it would remember your like character preferences. Um, it would remember your costume preferences, that sort of thing. And it kept track of your win and loss rate. And it took me 100 matches before I started posting my first win. But I got to tell you, when I got that first win against, like, I think it was against a Makoto player um, who just always could wipe the floor with me, like, getting that first mm-hmm. match, um, I mean... It, like, I was the only, like, American at that, like, group, and it was, like, being able to, like, fight back, it was like, oh, shit, this feels incredible, I love fighting games now.
0: Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. I've Also, pretty stressful in the beginning, of just, like, you know, you keep your spirits up as best you can, but 100 beatdowns is a lot of beatdowns.
1: It is. Uh, it's also, it's 100 yen a play, so, you know, do the math. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um Um, go ahead.
0: For me, um, so bounce off of Street Fighter Two. Um, and then I was a I was also a college student and Street Fighter Four came out and I was like, Okay, this seems kinda neat actually. Um, but you know, whatever. And then they announced Super Street Fighter Four. Um, and they announced that it was going to launch at I forget if it was thirty or forty bucks. Forty, I think. That sounds that sounds probably more accurate, um, but it was like it was launching not at full retail, even though it was a you know full retail game. And I was a I was a poor college student trying to play as many games as I could. And I was like, it's launching at forty dollars. I'd be a fucking idiot not to buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and there was a local independent game store that I was um, a regular of. To the point that they had demo stations, but they were demo stations they set up themselves, right? They would just like, okay, here's the disc we're gonna put in today. Mm. And they would for me, they would be like, and I'm sure some other people, um, they'd be like, Hey, you know, if you want to try something, just let us know. Um, I was like, Yeah, let me try Street Fighter Four. And I played some and I was like, I don't think I totally get it, but this seems pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I'll get I'll get Super Street Fighter Four day and date. And I was having some fun with that. But this was also the era where people cared about things like trophies and achievements, right? Mm-hmm. And Street Fighter Four or Super Street Fighter Four had an achievement called C to Shining C. Are you familiar with this?
1: I think I am, but you're going to have to refresh my memory.
0: It, it basically it says reach C rank in online matches with every character. Uh, Up to C rank, you cannot lose ranked points. If you lose, you just don't gain anything. And so it is an inevitability if you play enough that you'll get there, right? And I was like, that seems cool. And so I set out to do that. I did not make it. I got very close before Arcade Edition launched and added four more characters, and I was like, okay, fuck this. Fuck this, yeah. <laughs> but I did get to C rank with, like, 20 characters. Um, I was just full-on grinding Online Warrior, figuring out, how fighting games worked at all with zero outside resources or other people consulting me.
1: Yeah. I I remember I did have a friend back in the time who was like super serious into fighting games, but I do not credit them much with my journey because he was an asshole, you know. Mm. So mm-hmm. it it's like because like he would un- like it would be it's one thing to like I don't know, be better at another person, but like he would just be better than me and not tell me what I was doing wrong. And I was like, well, this Mm -hmm. isn't very fun. I'm just losing. Um, but then it's like, it really was like that era of like super four and ultra four in which like one, a lot more, like one tournament started like streaming a lot more regularly and like being able to watch tournament footage was helpful. Um, but also, just, like, the information just got better. Um, like I, I, But I remember, like, with 4, my project... I did actually have a project related to Ultra 4, in which I wanted to get to 3,000 ranking points with Jury, Because I loved Jury. She just felt so fun to play in that version of the game. And I even started, like, an old Tumblr blog. You could probably still find it. I don't think it was purged or anything. But I would do a match and if i won like i would sit down with my recording software and go through the match basically frame for frame and just be like okay i fucked up here or i did something cool here right and that mm-hmm. process of that's also really hard to like like look inward and be like no i am messing up here and i got like more invested like in like my equipment for example, like I was a pad player for the longest time, um, mm, sure. And I played on one particular pad. Like I bought like this. It was like I still remember it so vividly. A rock candy, like ice blue Xbox 360 controller that I just loved how it felt. I played on that pad so much the D pad itself split in two uh, at <laughs> one point. Um, From holding down back a lot, uh, because I had to learn to block. (laughs) Um, Sure, sure. And I was like, okay, I need to take this more seriously. And I went to a thrift store in Japan to buy some arcade sticks. And because I was like, well, if I want to get better, I need to, like... I mean, nothing against pad players, but if you're also going to an arcade regularly to, like, train, it's like I needed that to be matched up. And bought my first like set of
0: fight sticks, yeah, switching control schemes all the time is gonna is gonna trip you up for sure. Mm-hmm. yeah, um, I think probably it was a pretty common like our our exact versions of how this went, obviously are unique to us, but the general story I think is is pretty common because you know Street Fighter Four was sort of a big revitalization of the genre. The genre wasn't dead, but it was definitely not on anyone's radar besides the ultra hardcore. And 4 brought it back, you know? Yeah,
1: like, I think, like, like the only reason why you will, like, see Street Fighter on, like, ESPN is because, like, Street Fighter 4, like, it was just a huge surge of, like, interest from general audiences, but also, like, the hardcore players still, like, really enjoyed it. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it had a lot of like technical depth. Like I could never do a one frame link to save my life, but like the people who were really invested in fighting games could get so deep into it. And it also just like, again, that tournament footage, like I think Twitch became a lot more, I mean, Twitch had been around for a while, but like a lot more tournaments got into streaming their matches. And with, like, better production value. And mm-hmm. Capcom themselves had, like, the Pro Tour. Um, and just there are just so many great matches and moments from that era of Street Fighter that are captured really well. It's not just, you know... I mean, granted, we all love the grainy footage of Moment 37, but, like, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't watch a whole tournament like that, you know? like
0: yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think a lot of things came together, right? It was like, this is a game that draws upon people's nostalgia because mm-hmm. it's connecting a lot to Street Fighter 2, which a lot of people played. Um, it was still a period where in Japan, arcades were going very strong, and so it was good for that. And... You also had, as you say, like the streaming tech was getting there to the point where we weren't having to do like hand cam of screens. We were just capturing the game direct, which looks better and brings in more people. Mm-hmm. And also, you had Mad Cats at the height of their game being like, hey, here's a good arcade stick for $130.
1: Yeah. Like, multiple of their fight sticks were just like supremely high quality. Like, and you could see, like, the fact was, like, many pros were using them and sponsored by them. But, like, we're mm-hmm. just using them. And you were like, oh, I could just go to the GameStop and get, like, that, like, white shelled um, Ultra Street, like, not Ultra Street Fighter 4, but that Street Fighter 4 stick. I imagine mm-hmm. is still in the closets of many people.
0: <laughs> I have the black one on a on a shelf up above me. That was the one. Like, it's like. I am paying $130 for the same controller I am seeing pros use on stream. If I wanted, like, an entry version, which I was like, hey, listen, I think I'm doing this whole thing. I'm going to buy in. But if I wanted, like, the entry pretty good but not that high-level stick, that was 50 bucks. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like uh, It got worse after that. <laughs> yes. Are you talking um, about Street and- Fighter Five or? <laughs> I- I'm talking about controller prices Mm -hmm. and availability but also yes i'm talking about street fighter 5 a game that made me wonder if i liked street fighter at all god
1: i mean it has been documented i think fairly well about like why five just didn't work right Mm -hmm. you know it changed it's like it had like an initial development cycle and then all that work was scrapped and then capcom was not exactly like they had proliferated the market and think they were in a bit of a financial like they were having financial problems and they're like okay we now need to rush development on a numbered street fighter um
0: mm-hmm. and, it, and it's <sighs> It's weird these these games where like we had every reason Street Fighter 6 is good. Mm-hmm. Um we had every reason to think it wouldn't be after 5 because their attempts to to bring 5 back to life were so limp and it's hard for me sometimes to wrap my mind around and maybe I still can't times when a game is so fundamentally busted you can't fix it, right? Like I think of an example and this is a different genre. But I think about developers from Bungie talking about building for Destiny, mm-hmm. right? And they say, no, the core tools we use to build levels are so slow and are such a nightmare to use that it doesn't matter what we do. This game will only always be like somewhat better at this stuff because building is so bad. And you have to imagine something like that is going on with Street Fighter V because they put in a lot of time and a lot of effort on this game. And I think there are a lot of cool like character design ideas. I think actually people six owes a lot more to five than people will give it credit for mm-hmm. because character move lists and stuff were really reimagined in five in ways that six carries forward. Mm-hmm. It all felt so fucking bad. It just felt
1: like now like i i I still played Street Fighter Five, and I still was having fun with it every now and again like mm-hmm. but like there was just something about. You know, there's only, like, I could think of, like, countless moments from the four era of just incredible, like, you know, tournament matches, right? Mm -hmm. And great grand finals and great moments and upsets. Whereas, like, in five, I just wasn't, like, it just didn't hit in the same way. I could think of one grand final that I could think of that was, like, truly electrifying and, like, really incredible, um... Specifically, the one was the Capcom Pro Tour 2017 Grand Finals between uh, Mena RD and Tokido. Mm -hmm. Like, that's an incredible set, like, all around. I watched that live, and I was like, oh shit, this is, like, it was good. But it never, like, there was so much about 5 that just held its own self back in many ways. Like the way it would layer on, like, new systems to try and add, like, a little bit more depth
0: just, like, felt ultimately shallow to me. I I think my biggest problem is just, like, there are a bunch of little decisions, and some of them I can't put my finger on, right? It's like, I don't like how Street Fighter does combos as a franchise, Mm -hmm. but Fives was the worst incarnation of them. They just felt bad to do. But also there are a bunch of little moments where, like, one of my favorite examples is so my main in Street Fighter Four was Seth, right? Mm-hmm. And for Five, they bring Seth back and they redesign Seth and they do some kind of troubling stuff with neuro neurodivergence, I guess. I don't know how you would want to phrase it with a robot. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's all whatever. Um, the real like the the issue that I want to point my finger at is they take this character and they say, okay, this character used to be. A, like, a library of everyone's moves. And now their system, their software has been damaged, and so now they can only use certain moves at a time. They steal them, like Kirby. Only, what if every time Kirby used a move, he lost it, and had to get it again? It's like, what? Yeah. Why would you do that?
1: Also, there is a reason why, like, like, I I briefly touched looking at, like, competitive like melee or whatever no one uses fucking kirby because stealing a move based on the matchup at best gives you a neutral matchup like and it was like with seth it was like oh you just get the move and you get to use it once also you lose it if you with it
0: uh-huh yeah it just it like it's decisions that just don't i feel like there wasn't a lot of common sense on that dev team
1: which, to be clear, they they probably were crunched to death and worked really fucking hard on that thing,
0: but like, and yeah. it was outsourced to Helen back, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I say there wasn't a lot of comments on some of the dev team. I don't know what dev team I'm talking about. I don't know who worked on Seth. I will never know. Yeah, is it the same people who gave Alex? Uh, like an, uh, an avatar that made it look like he was made out of Play-Doh French fries, or is it the <laughs> team that made Urien look really sick?
1: Urien looked so fucking cool in five. Like I, like my main in five, believe it or not, w- was like Colleen. Like she was just sure. like she had like really interesting tools. She looked cool. She had like really fun stuff. It was kind of in. It's the unfortunate thing is like in the final season of Street Fighter Five, they int- they brought back. Like Akira from fucking rival schools, and anyone who knows me knows I have rival schools brainworms just constantly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wasn't even like, oh, that's cool. It's she's in a game that I don't like to play. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, the art style. uh what? Th- there was none, or there was. It just looked like there were like twenty. <laughs> yeah, it looked bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, except for sometimes it looked really good. It did occasionally look really good. It was just a game of vast inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. And really bad netcode. Oh, and yeah. So, heading into Street Fighter VI, we had every reason to be worried. And we started seeing stuff, and we're like, it seems like this might be good. But I we were worried.
1: I was worried when they announced that first teaser and was like, you know, oh, it's just, oh, it's Ryu and Luke and nobody really liked Luke from 5 but like mm-hmm. th- things have changed like when when footage started getting out there that was like like i was just you know you me and everyone else in the fgc was basically burned by street fighter 5 like you know i i still had some fun with it i did play in locals um at street fighter 5 but at a certain point it was just it just wasn't fun and especially when the pandemic happened like, and t- um, like, it still continues. Like, you know, the netcode being so bad was like, oh, I have no motivation to play this online, and it's not that fun to begin with, and it's kind of fun at locals, but not enough for me to invest actual time into. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter Six gets announced, and I'm just worried. And I'm like, are they... Like, did they really take in the lessons from the just critical drumming they got from Street Fighter
0: V, you know? And the thing is, partially, and I, I think it's better that the answer is partially, right? Because I think if you were to listen to the critics, you would have made Street Fighter Four too. You would have said, we have to not touch anything, any of the ideas we had with 5 they're radioactive. And that's not what they did.
1: They took, like, the good and interesting ideas that Five had, And expanded on it in, like, much more interesting ways. And also, um, during the beta phase, like, the big worry, of course, was, like, again, dog shit netcode, right? That first beta comes out, and it's like, oh, no, it's good. Oh, it's better than good. It's really fucking good.
0: It's pretty good netcode, yeah. I had some we will say since then had some issues mostly with the cross platform stuff they have said themselves their cross platform net code is not behaving as as planned and they're working on it
1: because
0: mm-hmm. cross play is really hard yeah yeah and like but like same console or you know same platform no problem and even then cross platform sometimes it's just fine but you know
1: yeah but like i i remember like When the first beta happened, and it was mostly a, I didn't get into any of the betas, but I did watch footage, and I, like, well, there was one or two. It was more the open betas that I participated Uh in. But I remember when that first beta dropped, and you had Sonic Fox saying, oh, yeah, I was playing games with Kazunoko from, like, you know, the middle of the U.S. to Japan, and it was, like, practically flawless, it was like, oh no,
0: oh, is it going to be good? And even then, is the game going to be good? Because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Much love and respect to Sonic Fox. I don't trust Sonic Fox's taste in games. <laughs> I don't trust the Mortal Kombat, <laughs> Mortal Kombat queers taste in games. Um, but yeah, then the open beta hit and we got hands-on and it was like, this feels great i think there's a a, a a sort of a street fighter 4-ish refocus on like target combos an essential part as opposed to emphasizing so hard some of the really demanding timings that like links can have in street fighter mm-hmm. still here but they're de-emphasized um a much a much more dynamic set of resources oh yeah some really cool new character designs some really cool reinvention of existing characters and just a just a great experience, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, God, could you imagine if this game was bad?
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. We I all super did. Can. We all we all kind of <laughs> yeah.
1: did. But if it like if that happened, it was like, oh man, Street Fighter is so fucking over. But now, no, we're so fucking back. <laughs> so back. Um, and also like with some of the woes of like netcode i think a lot of like currently it is having occasional issues but i think it might just be one of those things where capcom was not necessarily expecting the response that this game has garnered Mm -hmm. like oh there are just too many people playing this video game because it's like hitting in the same way that street fighter 4 hit in a lot of ways like yeah
0: yeah it's blowing up systems wise i think like there is a so one of the things that street fighter 5 did was did a bunch of like character specific mechanics right mm-hmm. you had v trigger and v skill which were like the basic usually you know it, it varied a bit how it was used but usually it was like one like character specific like utility move and then often like a install of sorts right yeah or you know almost all of them were or like one big move or something yeah um
1: like cammy's for example was she would go into a install state but as she used her specials they were they became enhanced specials and it drained the bar um mm-hmm. um or colleen was just like oh she would drop basically a, a bed of ice onto like the field um And that was her, like, V-Trigger. And what they've done here is by, like, one, I love the drive meter, like, as a concept. Because it ties, the drive meter has so many functions. It reminds me a little bit of, like, Exard's Tension, which is like, oh, yeah, no, this bar has seven different features. And that's, like, that's good to me. Because it's, like, this one resource has a lot of dynamic purposes. um, And also, like, pretty simple to understand, I find. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love the decision that everybody starts with full drive meter at the beginning of each round. It is absolutely a... It's that thing from, like, Alpha 3 that I loved, which was like, yeah, start the game with full meter. Fucking go.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not full super, right? Cuz it the one of the things drive can't do is supers. Mm-hmm. But it allows you to have some like versatility with the pacing and the game plan. Uh it gives you options right from the start and like controlling drive bar at least in the current state of the game is like a big part of the meta in mm-hmm. the, in a lot of matchups. There are some matchups where it matters less. I will say as a Marissa player, there's some matchups where I don't care if I'm burned out. You can't stop me. <laughs> but Like, starting you out with full means, like, the responsibility is on you to spend it wisely, Mm -hmm. but you can't say you were handed a bad hand.
1: Yeah. But also, like, with it being separate from, like, the super meter, which the super meter has very few, like, it just can do either a level 1, level 2, or level 3. And then there's also, like, level 3 can become a critical art, which... I'd never loved that in five they called supers critical arts, but here it actually makes a little bit more sense because you only have access to critical art when you are at twenty or percent, or is it twenty or fifteen? Actually,
0: I think it's twenty. Yeah, it's yeah critical health.
1: Yeah, you are at critical health, and it was like, oh, okay, this makes a lot more sense, and it is really cool that each all the level threes, the cinematic level threes, which are all like are just like really cool flexes for the animation team um, to do have like a, have a critical art version that is like slightly different in some way um, Mm -hmm. that just really adds to the impact of the game.
0: As much as I like critical arts, one of my favorite things I think is the level twos actually, Mm -hmm. because I think with the level twos, they did a really smart thing because they saw over the course of street fighter five, they had the v trigger, mm-hmm. the you know which again very often like an install or something, and you could see when they didn't have a fucking idea, right They're like, and this character's v trigger is they punch once and it does a lot of damage, and you're like, okay, you should this character should not have a v trigger mm-hmm. basically is what you're saying, and so now those installs, those style of installs are on level two supers four characters that have them. Marissa's level two super is an anti-air punch. She does not have an install. However, Guile's is his, like, solid puncher V-trigger. Yeah. He just gets it.
1: Or, um, or for my main jury in um the game, her level two is Feng Shui Engine, like, activates, mm-hmm. which is, like, something they kind of took away from... It, like, really de-emphasized in five, but, like, in four... Like that was probably her best ultra, um, that I just never could get a handle on by it being because it was like I had so practiced her ultra two and it was like just so much more comfortable with the big burst damage. But here by layering it as a level two super, it's like, oh, I now have like the ability to choose the Feng Shui engine when I want to. And Mm -hmm. that makes it, like, a much more dynamic tool. And it operates in a lot of the same ways. Um, But, like, by you're right. Like, the folding in of you can build up the three bar and then you can decide to, like, oh, I'm going to do a level two and then a level one or two level ones or something like that. Right?
0: Because before five, there are, like... You can count on one hand the number of installs in the Street Fighter series. They're not a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, this this way of carrying it forward, I think, was really smart. Um, as far as uses for the drive bar, um, we have drive parry, which I think we all like. I think we're far enough in the fighting game community. It's not a hot take to just be like, yeah, parry systems are usually a good idea. Yeah. Although
1: they kind of, like, uh, drive parry is interesting because, like, you can parry an attack, and then you can also perfect parry. But I appreciate that, like, on some level, like, perfect parry adds so much, um, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like, damage reduction to it, Mm -hmm. that it feels like it is a cool thing, and you know that there's going to be a moment in a tournament in which someone's perfect parry turns the entire tide of the game around right but it's also yeah. not like you don't feel like you're missing out on something if you aren't necessarily the best at perfect parrying
0: right because the normal parry is still like a, a like a core utility for some characters in certain matchups you know Mm-hmm. if you are a character without a projectile against a character with a projectile you're going to use drive parry you don't need perfect parries, they're nice, but you need drive parry in general to to be, to be have a good space in that matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, this does, however, cancel into one of the more, I think, need some adjustment mechanics, which is the drive rush. So out of a drive parry, you can double tap forward to dash, and you'll do a quick dash forward that covers space quickly mm-hmm. and gives you, like several frames of advantage on any move. It'll make things combo that don't otherwise. It will make you plus on moves that are minus. It'll make you crazy plus on moves that are already plus. I think this mechanic is too strong.
1: It's also, like, a little too... I don't know, I, I remember I saw a tweet um, a couple days ago that was like, oh yes, the drive the drive rush adds so much dynamicism to the fight. You can drive rush into a low kick or drive rush to a medium punch. What possibilities <laughs> exists here? Uh-huh. Um, like there is something to be said though of like doing a drive rush and then canceling with like a crouch or something to maybe force a whiff but like that's like a very specific sort of um and,
0: and it's pretty rare that that would be useful just because drive rush is so advantageous that you usually there's you'd almost never need that right mm-hmm. it's like you don't need to debate something you're already plus right
1: granted you could still be like attacked out of it but sure it's like mm-hmm. sure. it is one of those things where its main application is combo extension like um what, like, the meta currently is, is knowing when to, like, expand almost all of your drive meter in a single combo, because what you can do during it, and I've never, I'm still quite figuring out how to do it, it's kind of, it's, it's akin to an FADC in Ultra 4, <laughs> um, where you, during your combo, during, like, the recovery frames of, like, particular moves, you can like hit the drive parry button and double tap forward and keep it going um which has been used to uh like again there's a lot of like pro footage out there of just tacking on tons of damage off of a single interaction um like heavy scaling is applied but yeah
0: Yeah. i also think it looks kind of bad sometimes like a lot of the combos i'm getting hit with by people who are good with with using the drive rush mm-hmm. right it's like they are doing like a tipper fierce kick into donkey kick as ryu and like there's a solid second and a half between those hits but because they drive rush just there's so much hits stun that it's going to go through and it just looks weird and feels bad
1: and also it's mostly like used in the context of like loops like, mm-hmm. where you will, um like, be hit by two or three moves and then Drive Rush, like, cancel is done. And then it's the same loop again. Loop again like, do it one more time, loop into Ender. Which is, like, mm-hmm. granted that is, like, easier to learn at a certain point, but it does lack a little bit, like, to me it lacks a little bit of visual flash because mm-hmm. there is something really cool to, like... Like, um, I think, like, Guilty Gear Strive does this particularly well, where it's like, oh, just, like, all the, you know, different moves being used in conjunction with each other to make the extension that you just need to get that extra, you know, 4% of damage to, like, finish a round in. Like, that's kind of, like, the unique tension and interesting aspect of combos in a fighting game at a high level is, like, wondering if the opponent, if, like, the guy has, like, the, like, execution and the mental fortitude to pull off, like, this super optimal route, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, I I am torn on this one, because I I hear what you're saying, and I think in a lot of cases I agree, but one of the very influential, like, fighting game pro scenes for me was the Marvel vs. Capcom 3 pro scene. Mm Mm-hmm. And like the swaggiest combo of all time is Marlon Pie doing Doom's jump M like seven times in a row with no other move <laughs> in between. And you're like, oh my god.
1: Granted, he was also like Marlon Pie would like move Doctor Doom around the screen and hit you with like the jump M,
0: which <laughs> He would he would u- he would use the combo to demonstrate every edge of the hitbox of that move. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um and I I like that a lot too. Like I Marvel Marvel's a game that we we've played together, um but I also just love watching Marvel Three as a game because uh-huh. it's like, oh, I can never be at this level, but it's really cool to see people who are
0: for sure for sure it's a it's a sick game i the i think the the smartest thing the smartest use of the drive bar is the overdrive right mm-hmm. is e x moves don't cost your super bar and replenish very quickly just by playing the game.
1: Yeah, that has been like their willingness to break away from like Street Fighter tradition for that is actually it's 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 commendable because like mm-hmm. absolutely ever since Third Strike, which is arguably probably the one of the most influential Street Fighters like design-wise, like has been It's
0: hard to choose because they're so they're all so influential, but yeah. Yeah.
1: But like In, like, since 3, since 3rd Strike, like, the idea is that you expend a little bit of your super so that you can get an enhanced, like, EX version of, like, a move. And then that led to 4, where it's like you had 4 segments of the super bar that could allow you to do 4 EX moves, but building meter in that game was took a long time. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, here... It's like, oh, yeah, you have six pips of the drive gauge that you can turn into six EX moves and or overdrive moves. But like they're EXs. You flash yellow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Listen, we're going to call it an alpha counter. Fuck you. We're like, I don't care about your brand.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's always an alpha counter in my heart. You can do an alpha counter in this game. It's great. Yeah. It Yeah. it It just feels good to do as well um there's something to the kinetics of that but anyway um yeah by having this bar that fills up relatively quickly um and also is taken away when you're in burnout like really makes it um like it's just it just feels fun to mess with
0: yeah yeah and i mean i think like they also are able because it is such an available resource they're able to use it in character design in ways that I think are really smart. Like my main Marissa uh, is a like Italian lady obsessed with Roman gladiators and, and sort of said that old style of martial arts. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And as part of that, a core element of her, of her weakness is that she has an Achilles heel. She is very weak to Lowe's. A lot of her moves have armor except for to Lowe's, but she has one move. That has full body armor and it's my EX like parry counter state. Um how many, and how if, many times have you fucking hit me
1: with that move?
0: <laughs> I don't know. A lot. A lot. Because, because I have consistent access to these EX moves, I'm able to make that part of my neutral. And it is still a gamble. It is still be spending resources for this, but it is not a resource, it is not like Trying to do a counter super, which you're basically always a moron for doing, unless you have the ultimate god read on your opponent.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, it makes it, it, it's just a cool system. It's hard, like, to put Mm -hmm. into words, but, like, I am a big fan of, like, not just because, like, I started with Alpha 3, but, like, this idea of having this constantly replenishing, like, resource means that games just have this like really fun tempo to it. Like you always feel like all right, I, I you always feel like you can go on the offensive in this game. Like because you have this resource. And it just feel it's a very immediately satisfying and immediately visceral like part of the gameplay that you can incorporate very quickly. And I think that's like one of the bigger successes of overdrive moves as a mechanic.
0: Hmm. I feel like another one though that people are a little more divided on is the drive impact.
1: Drive impact is interesting.
0: Um, it's kind of like a focus attack that you can't charge. It's just like it's like it always does a level two focus, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is it reactable? We'll find out. Um, <laughs> i you know, I asked God and he wasn't sure either.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, it is. It's definitely one of those things where I I noticed, like, I, I've been, like, trying to climb the ranked ladder, and, like, it's a very immediately satisfying move. Like, hitting your opponent mm-hmm. with it is a, like, a big dumb swing that you get to just make, and I will applaud the art direction, and, like, the whoever made the decision that whenever you would counter a drive impact with your own drive impact would cause the massive slowdown in like the like
0: slowing like a Doppler effect base. Yeah.
1: Like give that person a raise because holy <laughs> shit, it is cool every single time because like it gives you just enough time. It's kind of like, you know, a little bit like the Tekken seven slowdown thing where it like gives you just enough time to be like either a be like, oh shit who has it right if it's like super Mm -hmm. close or it's like you know someone like drive impacts at just the last moment and it's like it's super hype every single time it gets me
0: (laughs) it gives me just enough time that anyone playing against me will get to hear a lot of uh yep yeah yep (laughs) as i get destroyed
1: (laughs) or just like the silent mutter of me just going oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, um, mean like, oh, I got read, I got read, um, or doing the reading yourself, like, that just feels really good, like, when you know the drive impact is coming, and then you just launch it yourself, um, and it's, it's just like, you know, the cut in with the camera to, like, like, change, like, change the angle of, like, the perspective, and the massive splash of paint and ink that happens it is all uh-huh. just visually really cool. It really well represents like how powerful of a hit it is.
0: I think if I have a problem with it, um, it's not the reactable thing, honestly, because I think that part is actually okay. Mm. Right. Um, Cause I think if you are looking for it, even these old hands can react in time. Right. right. The question is, is it reactable when you don't expect it? And like, well, Maybe it shouldn't be, right? Um The problem is I think there are a lot of times where moves like you will throw out a move, sometimes you'll throw it out meaty, and they're able to punish with drive impact because I I don't know if it's like your character does the full like basically the acts as though the move hit as opposed to being blocked, right? Mm. But there are moves that feel like they should recover in time that absolutely do not.
1: Right. Um there, there were, there are a couple of times in which I've been playing a match, and the drive impact will come out, and I felt like even when I have the read, right, when I intentionally mm-hmm. go for a multi-hitting move, or a slow enough move, it just feels like, oh wait, no, they hit one button and they won the interaction. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get that, like it is, like it's slightly, I, you know, that kind of like implies that it's not as, like, deep, particularly. I still think it is fairly well considered, but it might need some tweaking, but I don't know what tweaking it needs.
0: I think it's one of those things, I like, I feel like we're both in a place where we both would like some changes, but if changes never happened, we wouldn't be too grumpy about that. No. No. I mean... Usually when you get hit, it's your fault.
1: Mm-hmm. I have found um, some success of, like... I use a uh, eight buttons um on the like an eight button like traditional fight stick. I have mm-hmm. found that by practicing drive impact by using the seventh button on the stick, like the upper right button mm-hmm. I have gotten a lot more consistent with like drive impact punishes or um launching it myself and surprising the opponent with it like just having quick access to it rather than the awkward like I don't think it's that awkward of a hand motion because, like, I did focus attacks all the time in Street Fighter Mm 4. But, like, Mm -hmm. having just a slightly less amount of time to hitting that button, I find is, um, it's been, it's been
0: helpful. So here's a question. Um, How do you feel about drive impacts during burnout? Burnout is when you are out of drive bar, you enter a state where... One, you can't do any X moves, any drive rushes, any drive parries, any drive impacts yourself. This also means if you get hit by a well, there's there's also there's the drive impact in the corner. If you block it at any time, you bounce from the wall and they can combo you. If it's while you're burnt out, that you get stunned and they get any literally any combo they want. And also with most characters, if someone drive impacts you and you're burnt out, you have no answer now. I have to ask you how this feels, because as a Marissa, I hit medium punch, medium punch, two three, six, medium punch, and then <laughs> they take about twenty percent for trying to drive impact me, even though I'm the one who hit the wrong button.
1: <laughs> um I have like for me I have like I'm I'm not gonna be as glib as to say of like, oh yeah, don't get hit. Um I And I do find myself, though, if I am in burnout, I feel like, especially as a jury player, it's like, oh, I have messed up somewhere because she Mm -hmm. has so many different ways to mitigate drive, like, bar loss through way of, like, the, like, uh, feng shui tokens, right? And it's Mm -hmm. like, I I feel like, okay, yeah, this is kind of like, if I'm in the corner in burnout and they have meter, it's like, okay, this is kind of my fault but also I had the good old, like you could throw people out of drive impact. If you can read the drive True. impact, like you can just throw them out. Um, granted True. it's not as big of a reward for it, but like I'm also in an intentionally disadvantage Like I have ended up in a disadvantageous uh, situation that I have limited answers to, but there are some answers. Um,
0: and you're not in that situation because you made every right decision and it just went bad. You're there because you fucked up,
1: right? And you know, yeah, that makes sense. As a balance thing, like you, it should be harder to get out of a bad, you know, situation that it is. You know, it feels if it, it seems obvious to say, but then there's you know, Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom three X Factor, you know. Mhm sure in some, Where? in
0: some it's like if yeah. if someone if someone takes out two of your characters in Marvel vs. Capcom 3 like perfect you don't touch them but they leave your third character alone for a second it is better than you having your full team
1: especially if you're playing like Virgil or Dark Phoenix <laughs> like oh yeah no you like you made every wrong decision to this point but you make three correct ones here's your reward <laughs> yeah you make three correct ones and you win um it's not as severe um i think and also there's some other aspects to um like when you get into that stunned state when you're in burnout and you get launched into a wall you get stunned if the opponent doesn't kill you You get all of your, like, drive, like, bait, like, your drive-a-bar back automatically. Right,
0: it instantly ends burnout. Mm -hmm.
1: And to that end, I feel like that's an okay compromise. Because it's like, Mm -hmm. sure, your opponent is getting a free combo on you, and that sucks, and you shouldn't be there. But if they mess it up somehow, because it comes back after one hit, right? So Mm -hmm. there is still, like it's still relying a little bit on the opponent messing up or not having enough knowledge. But it could also just be you played defensively long enough to just have enough life left to get you back into, you know, a state in which you have a full drive meter. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, there may be a chance for you to turn the tables.
0: The other thing that I think is is interesting, and I personally really like, over the last, I don't know, like decade, I feel like there has been a renaissance in how we handle chip right Mm -hmm. because we've had like okay we have some fighting games where it's like oh certain characters have special like hide in in under has like oh his sword normals cause chip right whereas you know classically it's only only specials and supers and then sometimes you, you have games where oh like only supers can chip or oh chip can't kill but it can do temporary damage or yeah only supers can chip, kill, or whatever. And Street Fighter VI's approach is specials and supers chip you a lot when you're burnt out, and otherwise they don't do anything. Yeah. And I really like
1: that. I like that change a lot, too. Like, I, 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 I feel like I'm mixed on whether or not, like, you should be able to chip someone out for a victory. But here like in street fighter 6 what they've done is the only reason you get a chip out victory is because you're in burnt out you're burnt out and remember being in burnout is entirely within your own like almost entirely within your own control
0: like there it is possible to be get to get there by being comboed right to like just have a series of interactions where you just got hit so much you lost all your bar at that point, you were about to get perfected anyway. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. At at a certain point,
0: although there are some level
1: threes, if done at particular times, will in fact like completely drain your like uh, um hmm. bar. Like I believe, um, like I've seen some matches in which, like for example, JP's level three like causes burnout immediately, but it's also balanced by the fact that he has to spend a level three to get you to that state, right? Sure. Um, right. Which, by, by having the super meter be this separate resource that, again, can only be burnt out by way of level 1, 2, and 3s, like, that becomes, like, part of the balance there because it's like, oh, I know that they don't have access to some of their best moves at this point.
0: I do feel like they should give you... I think you should be able to drive Perry while burnt out I I think basically you should have to do a perfect parry and it will give you the benefits of a non-perfect parry. But I think you should have some option to mitigate the chip. And then also I have seen players, and you can say like this is their fault because it is, right? But I have seen players who are like, you know, like pro players playing a match Mm. and like, you know, of course they're streaming. So they're talking as they go and they try and parry something and forget that they're burnt out and it kills them. Right. And it's like, I do feel like, you know, if they fuck up the timing or something, but that does feel like a pretty harsh penalty for forgetting that.
1: I don't know how harsh of a penalty it could be, but maybe you get, like, one drive impact in Burnout, right? Otherwise, you end up Mm. in stun if you, like, mistime it. Like, really emphasize that you are in a very dangerous, like, state, but giving you one, like, one time that if, like, I don't know, you could gamble it all, right? Right. where mm-hmm. if you, if you like, counter the drive impact, right, you get, like, your meter back. Or if you lose, you're in stun, you know? But that might be a mm-hmm. little too powerful in some ways. Yeah. Because that could feel like, you know, almost like, you know, a rage art in, like, Tekken 7, where it's like, well, I'm going to lose anyway. Might as well gamble it all. And if I win, I get access to, like, a really strong combo. Mm-hmm.
0: Or yeah, I think I think to me it feels like it, i would like one extra defensive measure of some sort during burnout, but I'm by no means a game designer and maybe maybe yeah, the ideas we have definitely might not work. Maybe no idea is, is good enough and you just need to hold hold the hold the L. Hold there.
1: hold the L and don't get burned out, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um But no, like systems wise, I think like Street Fighter 6 is already in this, like, really interesting place to be. Because Mm -hmm. it just feels so, like... It feels like everyone has, like... Even some of the lower-tier characters, like, I feel like even them, like, they have the ability to do some... Get some work done because of, like, how free-flowing the system is and how generous it can be.
0: I do, like... So, we've had plenty of games, mm-hmm. especially recently, be like, you know, like, what is the solution here? How do we help people get into the game? Do we do auto combos? Do we do stylish controls? Do we, what do we do here? And Street Fighter's approach here has been the modern controls, which have some auto combo functions, right? Mm-hmm. They also have a lot of, like, one-button access to specials and stuff. And I think we'll see how it shakes out. There's, like, a damage nerf on using modern controls. Mm -hmm. And also you have fewer options. So I think there are characters where, like, I don't have a problem with anyone using modern controls. I think there are characters where I would say you really need to learn not to, right? Like, I fought Jamie's that use modern controls. And I'm like, your character has so many moves what the effect of this is, a deeply unpredictable character becomes really predictable. And I just kicked the shit out of you. Mm -hmm.
1: But at the same time, I find that like, I, I love, I think modern controls are a really interesting answer to the problem. Um, Mm -hmm. and honestly, I, I think about like back, you know, back in the days of street fighter four, I would have these matches in which I would invite people over to my dorm, or I would take the game to a friend's house. And because of the six-button layout, and because of like how deeply complicated Street Fighter can be from an input point of view, it just like people who had no in like only a little bit of an interest in fighting games wouldn't have a lot of fun at the beginning because they couldn't do a fucking move, right? Or, you know, and so like I have no necessarily a problem with like, okay. You press one. You press forward and special, and you get a Hadoken, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's great for introducing people to the game, and I still think it has its applications. Like there are some pros who are saying that, like, oh yeah, I'm go- I'm going to play like modern Luke, and that will be how I approach certain matchups, um, or something, right? Um, mm-hmm. like I think. I think it is a interesting problem to solve. And I think it still needs a little bit of tweaking, but that's not a bad place to be. Like, I, I don't think uh, like some people think of modern controls as like, sort of like, Oh, you just give, you know, different characters, win buttons. It's like, not really. I mean, although modern Geef is a bit of a terror. Um, that is, yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. Instant SPDs is kind of nutso. though. Um, but also I've been able to beat like a fair share of modern geese by like, you know, learning, trying to learn the game. Um, and it's like, okay, they are limited in their tool set. I know they don't have this particular tool at their disposal or they do not like cannot consistently like they can only do certain versions of certain moves. I can work around this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I I definitely agree with that. With uh with Geef particularly though, I think there's an interesting problem, mm-hmm. maybe, I don't know. Um <clears throat> looking at like tier lists, there's not a lot of there's there's a fair bit of disagreement, which is healthy g early on, right? Mm-hmm. That people can't quite agree. But I think you have seen a lot of people saying that Manon is is probably top tier and that Geef is better than he's—whether people put him top tier or like A or B, he's better than he's been in a long time in these games. Mm -hmm. And I think this is, in large part, I think the modern controls makes a big difference. I also think if you look at the mechanics of drive-impact, drive-parry, and drive-rush, none of them matter to a command-grab character, to a grappler. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just the ability to bypass, like, a character who just ignores all of that, right? Like, a lot of characters' offense, it's like, okay, you can parry it, you can drive-impact it, and those just don't work against a, a grappler.
1: I think it's, like, it's an interesting design problem where, like, Grapplers in the early stages of certain games can be perceived as, like, really, really strong, because, one, they tend to have, like, a very simple game plan. Get, like, get close, do my throw, right? That's, like, a Mm -hmm. pretty simple-to-understand game plan that most people can grok, because it's like, oh, I'm the big-bodied person who can slam people into the ground. Okay, I know what I need to do. And... Also, just their damage output, and like you said, like the way they can mitigate like some of the tools that the characters have by way of their design, that is that can be frustrating. But also, over time, grapplers like don't quite like get necessarily the same results as the game goes on. With like, there are exceptions, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but like, I think. They both benefit and suffer from like a really laser focused game design plan, um, and so I feel like I don't know I I I I see like a big like when fighting a grappler I just think okay I need to just get better, right?
0: Mm, sure. Yeah. No, that's fair. I I definitely think like. There are times when stuff happens against like a grappler where I feel like, I feel like that should have been, you know, that strong. But that is definitely the exception rather than the rule. Usually it's like, why did I think that would work, right? Mm-hmm. It is just punishing, you beat, do it. You're, it's like, oh, you fought a Luke and you did something stupid and he did 15%. You fought a geef and did something stupid and he did 30 Get better. <laughs> Don't be stupid.
1: Yeah. Like. That's at a certain point, you just got to hold that L and just be like, okay, get into the lab and just like figure out, figure out the answer or go online and see what people's answers are to the problem. Yeah. Speaking of characters. Yeah. Do we want to, do we want to kind of just go through some of the like standout characters?
0: Sure, sure. I think there's, like, you know, some of the new designs I think are interesting to talk about, and also some of the things they've done with old designs. I think we've mostly said what I want to say about Geef, right, mm-hmm. where I think the modern controls do interesting things for him. And I think, okay, one thing that I do want to note is the hitboxes for grabs and throws in this game are funny in one very particular way. Huh. I think Geef still has a bit of a vacuum on that light SPD, right? Mm-hmm. But the real funny thing is the vertical element. Any air throw, grab, or command, like horizontal, the hitbox varies and is usually okay. Vertical, it's unbelievable. If you do a borscht dynamite at like the top of the screen and an opponent is in their first like three jump frames, you get them. Oh yeah, it's just wild. I've
1: been, I have been like uh, uh, held into the loving embrace of Zangief as I get slammed into the ground because I had the audacity to like, like, buffer a jump
0: <laughs> to punish this Whiff throw. Right? Nope. Nope. Turns out it wasn't Whiffed. You fucked up. Um, yeah. And this is like normal throws too. I was like. I was playing some uh, cami, and I was just like, "Okay, I just jump and hit throw, and if they jump at all, they're fucked." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, it's kind of wild. I don't know if it's like a problem. It is weird, though.
1: It is pretty funny when it happens, though. So. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: couple others. I I wanted to um bring up Menon, who's like uh-huh. I find Menon so interesting as like one her character design is one of like she reminds me of street fighter ex of all things like this a- sure absolutely sure. feels like she is a character from one of those games um for those who don't know street fighter ex is a spin-off series that was developed by Erika. um that is where skullamania was uh made and um that's why they they like that's why like fighting layer uses Skullomania even though like he first appeared in a Capcom game like I think they have the rights to their original characters, um, that's not the point. The point is Manon is this like incredibly tall like ballet Judica who is also a fashion model who like her game plan and this is the game plan of like many characters is like building up a resource. It's like, no, she, like, hits you with a particular command throw, and her command throws just keep getting stronger. Um, Uh Like, I keep, like, I, and because of, like, she's a ballet, like, um, character, her legs are, like, incredibly long, and so I get hit in neutral way more often than I think I should. (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, no, she just has, like, this sweeping, like, arcing kick that takes up a third of the screen
0: she's cool yeah i think i like her design a lot i i am a little torn on how she's i i think she's too strong right now Yeah, and i'm i'm a scrub right i'm willing to accept that maybe you know that i could be wrong about this and maybe there are easy solutions but having a character almost everyone in this game has the same health right Mm -hmm. um Marissa has a tiny bit more, Zagiev has a little more than that, but everyone else has 10,000 health, so she doesn't. She isn't squishy. And she has incredible anti-airs, incredible pokes, incredible combos, incredible confirms, and a really good command throw. And that's just a lot of, of pros to give one character. Yeah,
1: and also there is the fact that, like, so many characters in this game um have a resource that they can build. It's only like Menon is the only one that her resource does not deplete between rounds. Like mm-hmm. even like I'm not saying it should be as extreme as like Jamie's case in which he sobers up between rounds. Um but like I don't know, maybe take away like one or two judica medals between rounds, right? Because it is a little crazy how the moment she's in five, like, she's taking, like, 30% or 40% off of a single throw.
0: Yeah, 37% 37. for most characters. Yeah. Which is, uh... That's a lot. Uh... <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. I, 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 like, I honestly, I think you should keep it, right? I, I think you should keep the medals fully stocked between rounds. I just think you need to give her some more trade offs to make that fair. I like the idea though that like the the it keeps building and like you start off the next round, and because of how the last round went, it's like, no, yes, be terrified of that command grab. It is the scariest it's ever been mm-hmm. i I like that feeling. I just think yeah, you can't have a character. The whole thing about command grab characters generally is that. They have those command grabs and they're very powerful, but they're not great at the neutral game. Otherwise, and having a character that dominates neutral but also has maybe the game's best command grab is a little much. Maybe
1: if there was a way to like, if the opponent could somehow take away medals, right? Like, what if you land a mm. what if you land a normal throw against her, like in a counter state? And like, you know, only the punish counter does this, but like a punish counter throw takes away one medal.
0: Cause she's a I kinda like that idea. Yeah, because she's a
1: Judica, she shouldn't be thrown. (laughs) You know? Um, maybe like that feels like at that point you're still taking a big risk because command grab characters are way dangerous at that range. But it feels like to me you could have this interesting pull it like push and pull. Of like, okay, now I really need to go for this throw or find like gaps in her game plan in order to take away this sort of resource, you know,
0: but then you have to give her a special like a command a command tech if she does like two one four, and then grab it doesn't grab you, but if you grab her, she punishes you hard for trying to grab her. Cause that's judo right there. That
1: would be actually kind of cool at that point. That'd be, sick. That would be kind of sick. Where she like, you know, the animation could be like she just like pops the hands away and then just body slams you into the fucking ground or something. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, like I think she's cool. I think it's very funny how she just vogues for the camera
0: when she wins. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's a
1: good as hell design.
0: Uh, talking of a, a classic character, I have, since 4, I have found Guile, like, perversely appealing, mm-hmm. right? There is something very satisfying about just the way his moves feel, and it turns out the, the little icing on the cake you needed to push me over, the little, the little you know, Walnuts. olive oil drizzle or whatever, is him shouting perfect when your timing is spot on. And making me feel really good about myself.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think it is pretty cool that, like, if you release the Sonic Boom at just the right, like, timing window, you get an enhanced Sonic Boom. Like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, the big problem for charge characters for me has always been, like, I, I do the classic problem where if you see me, like, do a jumping punch uh, as Guile, you knew I fucked up. Like, or a jumping kick. As Guile, you know, wow. I fucked up my flash kick. And I I really like the design idea of, like, maybe making the windows for your charge moves to be a little wider, but add in an extra like, specific window for the people who are really good at it. Um, mm-hmm. Like, that feels right, because it's like, it's way easier to get a charge move to happen in this game, I felt. But, like, by making, you know, Guile shout perfect and confirm, no, you did this right. Like, that's good feeling, too.
0: He does it with a flash kick, too. It's somersault and then flash kick for a perfect.
1: Right. Which is the better name.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Though I I still have affection because of CVS2 and the Japanese voice. Somersault!
1: <laughs> CVS2 is just like, man, Capcom, if you yeah. really want to, like... Get people going again. Fucking re-release that with modern net code.
0: <laughs> and maybe a bit of a balance. Maybe, patch, it may maybe just, really just a little, just a, just a touch, just a scotch. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. Uh, DJ has seemed really strong. I mean, first of all, they took DJ, a character who has always been a not very fun, uncomfortable black stereotype, and made him both fun as hell and sick as hell. Mm-hmm
1: yeah like giving him a fake like a fake wind slasher that he can do on top of regular and like better versions of like the air slasher like is really interesting it gives him a lot of dynamicism like like do you know what the most notable thing of like ultra four fucking G- DJ was uh the ultra two where he did the 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 maracas I was thinking more along the lines of, like, oh, yeah, if you built up all his meter, he could do a ton of chip damage. And, like, oh, that sure. became the strategy for DJ Mains, was just, like, build up, like, super and ultra and just expend it all for, like, one chip damage combo. And it's, like, that's not a great place for the character to be. No. No. Um, but now, now he's back, and he's... Like wild and funny, and signs the camera when he wins. (laughs) Like, yeah. Um, he is like this explosive ball of energy, and also just like it's cool. Um, fighting him can be like. I I find fighting him interesting because he is he's still a charge character in this uh, instance,
0: right? Mostly, they have changed a few of his moves to mm-hmm. to quarter circles, but yeah, like I mean, his projectile and stuff. It's like
1: yeah, you still have like the classic like counter to a charge character is like somehow finding a way to break their charge, and mm-hmm. um, he's like I don't know, he's like it's fun. It's like it's a fun redesign for the character, not just aesthetically but also mechanically,
0: yeah, yeah, no they've done a they've done a fantastic job for a while. I thought he was too strong um air slasher is not as safe as you think mm-hmm. yeah uh, uh, i that's that's a punishable move.
1: I found my answer was like a lot of like if I space my jumping heavy kick well enough, mm-hmm. like I can punish a lot of like. Uh, air slashers,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Ryu is an interesting state in this game, isn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, they gave by one. They gave him a new move. Yeah, yeah, which is substantial. Um,
0: he well, they kind of gave him two. Yeah, but, you know, because Denge charge as well. Yeah.
1: But the move I'm talking about is, like, he now has this move where it's, like, it is, he is channeling a Hadoken but releasing it, like, very close range. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, like, one, I think, like, that's just, like, cool, because, like, the idea now is, like, now that we're finally past Third Strike chronologically, it's, like, no, he has, you know, mastered some aspect of the Hado. That allows him to do this sort of thing. And also having access to Dungeon, which was meant to be like the pinnacle of the technique, is like, oh, he can just do it now. And I think that's like narratively cool, which is a thing that sometimes fighting games like Street Fighter has never been particularly great at this, but I think it is cool that like they are representing Ryu's growth as like the strongest man in the world or whatever with this, like, slight, like, design
0: change. hmm And it's also kind of interesting because it is a a fancier, like, more proper version, right? But if you look at how the move is used and, and the animation, it is kind of some versions of Sakura fucking up a Hadouken. And so maybe he also took some inspiration from his student. Yeah. Like any good teacher should.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like... It's, like they like making that change i think um like by him not necessarily being the protagonist character either they can do some interesting things with him mechanically mm-hmm. even though he's still a good old ryu like i i see like a modern ryu online and i would just be like ryu's like the easiest character to learn <laughs> although dragon punches can be hard for some people i admit
0: yeah, I mean, you know, no you know, no hate. I think some of the best matches I've had online like just the most like fun and like spirited where I walked away being like you're all right, kid. Uh have been against Modern Luke's. Um because I don't we don't need to go too crazy deep on Luke here, but Luke was a despised character in 5 mm-hmm. because they added him and he was just ridiculously overpowered and he was here being this cocky asshole about like you know, basically kind of like Move over, old man! I'm the future, kind of vibes. Uh-huh. And here he's just like a, a lovable broy himbo. He's such who, a fucking
1: dweeb, yeah. and that's the secret to that's the secret sauce. Like, it's one thing to like one. I think his English voice actor has done a lot to like endear people to the character by the way he's yeah. interacted with like the community, but also just just by how Luke is in the game. He is, like, he was a guy who was so bad at being a PMC, he got sent to Metro City to be a coach, and he just takes it in stride. Like, it's, you know, he's he's just a big dweeb, and that makes him instantly more appealing. And he's kind of fun to play, too, because they didn't make him as ridiculously strong as he was in 5. Also, he looked terrible in 5. His aesthetic was awful Dog shit.
0: Like do you were. I mean he does have he does still have watermelon smuggler arms. He's still gotten the RE5 Chris Redfield going on a bit. A little.
1: But... A little, but not the hair is much
0: better. <laughs> the hair is much better. A- another thing that I think is crucial though is I think Luke is a better Shoto than Ryu. And I don't mean in terms of strength. I mean Shoto was a term that kind of has, has very quickly lost all meaning. Mm-hmm. The way I'm trying to use it here is as a character who is sort of like a bread and butter, straightforward character with tools for any situation, but not the best at any situation. And the thing is, like, I think Tatsumaki was always a move that was kind of confusing how you're supposed to use it. Mm-hmm. And I think Hadoken, Ryu's Hadoken, was too good. And not as in it was overpowered, but it encouraged you to focus on being a zoner. Right. And Luke's Sandblast is like Kikoken; It can't go full screen. Even
1: its most powerful version can't go full screen, I believe. Like, I think he has right. to, like, you have to spend level one to have, like, a, f- a projectile that could hit full screen. Which, again, back to that, like, narrative thing, you have this idea of Luke still learning how to be a good fighter. And he has to channel mm-hmm. all this power just to, like be able to hit someone at full screen that's interesting
0: and so then you get the effect where he is a character who does what shoto's like should kind of do and you know again i'm I'm not i'm not using this to dunk on ryu i love ryu Mm -hmm. i think however as far as like showing a new player how to play the thing a shoto can do is say listen you are pretty good at a lot of things find out what your opponent is good at and don't challenge them on that and find out what they're bad at and challenge them there Mm -hmm. if luke is up against a zoner he's not as good of a zoner and he needs to play rushdown if he's up against a rushdown he's a better zoner and he'll zone them exactly and all and then also that level one super you mentioned is so fast and the damage is not crazy but it teaches players to be like listen if you saw them hitting a button you can hurt them and it just teaches you to have that mindset, I think, in a way that's really effective because of how fast it is and the range.
1: Oh, yeah. And also, like, giving him a utility move, like the MMA run, like, is, like, he, he just kind of goes into a crouching run that has, like, two options. Like, that is shallow enough that I think most people can pick up on, like, oh, why is this move not doing anything? Oh, I need to hit a button to, like, make it do a secondary effect, like, to teach you that some moves are setups for other moves, but also it's like one's an overhead and one's a low. Um, Mm. Or it can be just canceled and then you could do like a standing medium punch. Right. Like that is a really effective way to teach like the idea that moves can branch from each other.
0: Yeah. I just think it's a really, it's a really terrific design. He's the Ryu of this game, hilariously, and I think he's kind of the best Ryu of a a game that's been introduced in a very long time, as far as the lessons he teaches you by playing. Absolutely. Uh, But speaking of the other Ryu of this game, oh no, not Ryu where he did that one, I mean Ken, (laughs) who is almost zero Ryu at this point. Oh my
1: god, (laughs) Ken is just one, one. He is going to other countries to introduce crypto to destabilize him. Fuck is that That's about? True. Fuck is that about, bro? <laughs> like we I liked him better when we all thought he was just a forest. <laughs> but yeah. but um yeah, he is just absolutely a he is a it's like it's like they took that. That meme back in like two thousand nine of flowchart Kens, and just like no, what if we made him real though?
0: <laughs> well, it's like, and what if we made the flowchart kind of impossibly complicated, right? Like you can still just be like Hadoken, sure you can, right? Those are still there, but like he has three Hadokens, or no, so he has three Shoryuken's plus running Shoryuken plus his Ex Shoryuken, which is Shoryu Repa. He has three kick specials. 236, 214, and 623 all are different kick specials. That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. And then also, he has like a kick special that leads into a target combo that's both a low to high to low. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, he has a, like a, a kick wreck now. Like, it's, and, and, and also, he has the run special with follow ups. I, you know, I already mentioned, you know, sure you can, but you have, you know, Tatsumaki and, and Dragon Lash and i i like i played ryu or excuse me i'm sorry i played ken mm-hmm. and i was like wait a minute i'm playing ken in a street fighter and i have to look at a move list what is happening what is fucking <laughs> happening yeah because
1: it's like dragon like the dragon slash is like it's quarter circle kick He's never had a quarter circle kick, <laughs> or not quarter circle kick, little um, little d- like, dragon punch kick. Like, fuck.
0: Uh, yeah, and, and on all, yeah, he's got the DP kick and the quarter circle kick, and he's got the follow-ups, and if you want the flames, you either gotta do EX or you gotta do the run-shore-you. It's like, they have made him a really sophisticated rushdown character in a way that is so fascinating.
1: Is also very silly to play when, um, I'm granted, it was just that one time we were too tired and was just like, fuck it, let's just play Ken, Ken Mirrors.
0: And it was like, it was interesting to see the meta develop as to, like, okay, we both know we're going to walk towards each other in EX you. The question is, like, at first we were like, oh, okay, whoever EX Shoryu's second loses, mm-hmm. right? But they're like, oh wait, but if the timing is such and the spacing was such, actually the first one has better because of like the little like second step into it's like I don't know. It's it's you can be smart about how stupid you are. That's great. That's beautiful. That's
1: beautiful, yeah. Yeah. Ken is in an interesting spot. Um <clears throat> what a wild character.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the last character to talk about before we talk about our mains more specifically is Jamie, another another newcomer here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Jamie is interesting. I I played him for a little bit. Um okay. his whole thing is that he feels like a like in some ways a template for like the other build-up mechanic characters in some ways because like his whole thing is about like okay, you want to use the Ender that lets you take a drink and when you have like four drinks in you that gives you an install state and i don't know it's it's like he's he's a little fun i i had fun with him for a while i just i just felt like for all of his tools um sometimes like it felt like each individual like the tools together didn't necessarily coalesce into like a stronger character sometimes
0: yeah i'm still i'm still figuring out because i feel like like early on i was like okay this character is really cool and then after a bit it was like i think this character is pretty underpowered right mm-hmm. and now it's like this character might just be really match-up dependent which is still kind of a form of underpowered right right but like it's it's funny because i was looking into uh there was uh, i love reading threads of people complaining about marissa mm-hmm. right um and I read one of them, and everyone was just like, "What do you just use uh, like oh no character can beat Marissa just use Jamie she bodies Marissa he bodies Marissa. And I was like, really every time I fought a Jamie it has been like no contest like I don't even know if I need to look at the screen." <laughs>
1: um, it doesn't help that like he he's weird because like he gets these drinks in him and then he sobers up between rounds and it it feels sometimes a little hard to build that momentum because he has to build mm-hmm. four stock in order to, like, get into his, like, you know, his hair becomes all wild and free, right? Like, and that's, like, mm-hmm. probably, that is his best, like, state because he has all his moves, because he has moves locked behind um, however many drinks he has in him. And then, all in the- it sort of... It actually doesn't necessarily take away from his, like, his level two, because if you're not in that um fourth level state, you can do the level two to temporarily to get there. But if you're in level four and you do his, like, level four drink and you do his level two, you rebuild your drive meter, which has some implications oh. for, like, I think uh, there's this... Uh, YouTuber that I follow named Desk who he um, does a lot of like really flashy, impressive combos with characters whenever a new game comes out and he got Mm -hmm. like an extremely long 69 hit combo, whatever based on like using Jamie because like oh yeah, the level 2 just gives me back all of my drive meter and if I time this right, I can just extend and extend and extend Mm
0: mm-hmm yeah, yeah, and I, I think, I do think it would be a good idea to change it so that like maybe he goes down a level or two levels between fights, as opposed to completely resetting between rounds. Because mm-hmm. um, I do think starting that climb back over again is just a little rough.
1: It's just a little frustrating too, because like mm-hmm. you have to work so hard to get to that level four, and then it's like oh, it's just completely gone. Like I would say, like dropping two. Would be like probably the best because then at that point, like, okay, I could stay a little loosey goosey, you know.
0: And also, this could be a list. I mean, I'm sure to a certain degree, this is a psychology thing, right? But a lot of Jamies have this mindset of like, okay, and once I get to four, the match is in my favor, right? Mm-hmm. And I have very often found the match goes better for me once they're in four, not because the character is worse, but because they're like, okay, so far I've been playing conservatively to build up levels. Now I will go all into the ground, okay? Mm-hmm.
1: And then also like, you you feel that way because it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna lose it next round anyway, so I'm going mm-hmm. to go all out, and like I I feel like ideally like a Jamie like as design should be like this kind of dancing in and out of like opponents ranges and then just punishing them for overextending and then just Mm -hmm. like i don't know um i think he needs some work to like but i think he's in an okay space like now but i think he definitely
0: needs some work yeah yeah i think i agree with that do you want to talk mains yes. for a minute here? Yes. Um Jer- M- Marissa was made for me. This is my hole.
1: I am so happy that you have found Marissa. <laughs> um like Marissa is We we've talked about her like on and off throughout this podcast, but like the way you have clicked with Marissa is like really something to see. <laughs>
0: They don't make characters like this in 1v1 Fighters. They just don't do it. These are tag characters. Characters that are built around the idea of, like, armoring through all your bullshit and, like, like oh, nice, you know, nice, like, ancient kung fu, like, kata. I'm just going to deck you. You get those in Dragon Ball. You get those in Marvel. You don't get those in Street Fighter. It's so good.
1: I have I have been punched in the face many a time by this character, and I'm my response is like, well, I deserve this one, like <laughs> because it's it is like really interesting to fight against too because of my main uh jury, because when I mentioned that we're uh, like us being so fucking back, like that's that's how I am for jury because they gave her back some of her tools from four because I fucking hated what they did to my girl in street fighter five. Like yeah, they made it in street fighter five where it's like, Oh, okay. I build up a specific type of kick, but I can only build up these stocks. And then I do this thing and I don't have a dive kick anymore. And I'm like, what are we doing? And now it's, like, oh, her dive kick is back, and when you build up these stocks, you can use it for anything. It's, like, thank you. (laughs) This is the freedom that I've wanted from this type of character. Um, Mm -hmm. It was, like...
0: Yeah, because in in 4, you did have the problem of, like, having to hold down the button for for whatever you charged. mm -hmm. And, like, there are two problems with that. One, of course, it just gets uncomfortable with your hands. It does. But also, you can't use that button, right? Like... If you're holding down a medium kick projectile, you can't use medium kick.
1: Which her best moves were on kick, you know? Like she is yeah. a Taekwondo yeah. fighter. Like her best moves are just like in that space. And as much as I learned to adapt and use like the charging of the fireballs, like it was just such a, like it was so badly implemented in five. But in four, or not, yeah, but in six, it's like oh I can build up three stocks and I can either use it for an overhead or I can use it for a low projectile or like or I can use it for this like forward advancing slashing kick that is like really helpful Mm -hmm. I kind of wish she had her anti-air fireball back but that's just that's like a small potatoes like I'll live like I'll just you know I have like the anti-air pinwheel kick Um, and that's a lot of
0: fun Mm -hmm. and pretty good in this game.
1: Oh yeah. Like pinwheel kick, um, was always just like grounded in four and a little bit in five as well. But here, was it, could you anti-air with it in five? I don't know. I didn't play her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just like, she just felt like bad to play in, uh, in uh, Street Fighter 5. But here it's like, oh no, she's like a lot of fun. She has like all the interesting utilities from 4 with some of the interesting ideas from 5. And it was like, I'm just. I played as Jamie for a while, but then I was like, I, I, I was always going to go back to Jury, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the changes that they made, like to bring her back to like how she was, made me so happy.
0: And. Like, for me, like, I played some Jamie in the beta, but once the main game came out and I got my hands on Marissa, I really haven't looked back, you know? I think her kit is just really... Like, there are parts of her kit I, I still... You know, I am still growing and learning as a, as a Marissa player. There's still parts of her kit that I need to make better use of. But, like, her, her charge punch as, like, both a combo tool and, like neutral and like punishing people for getting restless is really fun i love her parry with the fall her counter with the follow-ups you know the low the high and then the uh the grab the grab is great Mm -hmm. um uh under undersung hero i love her step kick it's so good uh some matchups like especially i feel like a Jamie one. Um, if you burn out a Jamie and then you just step kick until they die because they just can't do anything. Very funny. Mm -hmm. Um, just a, just a big fun friend. I don't know. I'm, I really like how they have taken this style of character, this sort of like bully character, right. As it can very often be right. Mm -hmm. Like Broly Z Broly in dragon ball is a bully. And they have built this character in a way that works in Street Fighter, and people get mad at the damage you do, but no one ever complains about the hit having landed, unlike other bully characters. It's like, no, you always know why you got hit
1: mm-hmm. yeah, and um, in our matches i like it's been one of those things where like I, as the jury player, I'm like, "Oh, I know where I fucked up here like
0: mm-hmm.
1: and but what that has done like. Because of like my experience with Jury has been like being able to like because I think there are just some matchups that are just like bad for her. Um, mm-hmm. but like she has just enough like sneaky tools that I'm like, okay, I'm back into like I'm back in this mindset of like, no, where can I like, you know, get these little advantages? And she has, like, a lot of, like, little advantages I think are, like, unsung in some ways. Like, um, her crouching medium, her crouching medium punch is so fucking good. Like, it's plus, and it, like, it's this backwards, like, claw thing, so it looks cool, but it's like, oh, no, this is just, like, a really useful move. And it's, like, it's helped me, like, find edges and, like, you know, find the gaps in people's game plans, and it's, like been really fun to just get in there and be like okay i'm going to test like what game plan you have constructed here and try and break it down and when i break it down it's like i i've had some matches like i've been on that ranked grind where it's like oh i know exactly what you're all about and just how she can dismantle a game plan is is so fun
0: Mm -hmm. i'm actually gonna call an audible here what's up uh folks, we're gonna stop here and make this a a two part episode. Um you can probably hear by now, so I don't need to like, you know, peek behind the curtain, I can be honest about this. I'm still sick, my throat is messed up, and I am losing my voice. So we're gonna we're gonna stop here. Mm-hmm. We will do a second part, uh, because there's too much more I wanna talk about.
1: There's so much to this game and Like we, there are so many other characters we haven't touched in so many modes and I, yeah, let's, let's reconvene.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to, do you want to go ahead and kick it to plugs then, Kyrie? You want to take it away? Sure thing. Um,
1: you can find me on co-host at Kyrie page. That is where I'm going to try and post a lot more often. Um, and also, um, I, I have to use it a little bit more frequently, but there is a Scanline Media Tumblr that you can follow that I need to figure out things that I can do with. And that's scanlinemedia.tumblr.com.
0: Sounds good. You can find me on cohost at six Detmar S I X D E T T M A R. Uh, You can also find me at that address on Twitter. Um, I am keeping my Twitter account around. I am checking it and answering DMs and promoting things sometimes. But if you want to actually see things from me, it's co-host. It's co-host these days. I, uh, yeah, it's a good idea to get out of Twitter.
1: Yeah. And if you want to support us getting out of Twitter.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mm patreon.com slash scanline media. We would love your help. Until next time, folks. I'll say quarter up. I got to think of a thing for this. See you next there. round. Wait, like, hold on. Qu- 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 quarter up. No. Quarter down. Uh, Read on. We'll
1: figure it out later.
0: <laughs> See you in the star. Oh, my. Spooky, scary skeleton. Okay. <laughs> See you.